0: Hey, this is Pastor Chris Garcia from Numa Church, and we're so glad that you tuned into our podcast today. I pray that as you listen to today's message, God will speak to your heart in a powerful way. Amen. Um, today we are closing the series that we've been doing on spiritual warfare. I don't know how many of you guys have really, you know, learned during the series and really taken in everything that we've been giving to you. We named this series, uh, spirit wars. All right. And we've been talking and just to do a little recap, we've been looking into who our enemy is. All right. And, uh, What are his strategies or the tactics that he uses against us? I want to say it very quick. They're all lies. All that he uses against us are lies. Okay. Jesus called the devil the father of lies. And a lot of times we build our lies based on what? On lies that we've perceived to be truths. All right. And when we come to a place like this, what we're going to do is that we're going to receive God's truth so that God's truth can penetrate and go against those lies. All right. We mentioned the area, okay, where that spiritual warfare takes place. And uh, one of my favorite moments during this teaching series uh, was when I spoke about the weapons of authority that we have. And those weapons of authority, I want to remind everybody in this room, because it's important that we have this in our hearts. Number one is the Word of God, all right? Number two is the blood of Jesus, and number three is the name of Jesus, if there's three things that the enemy hates, it's those three things right there. The Word of God, the blood of Christ, and the name of Jesus, which is the name above every other name. Can I get an, an amen this morning? Amen? Now, I want to give a shout out to Pastor Max for the message that he brought last week. Pastor Max, I heard that you did a little dance up here and talking about your belt and you know, your pants falling and all that from back in the day. You know, uh, we were talking about the armor of God and how that armor allows us to stand, you know, strong, how that allows us to stand firm in the midst of battles, you know, and uh, he did a great job. And uh, that's why I gave my phone to my wife. I'm like, man, I'm not going to be getting any texts. I heard that one of the guys was texting Pastor Max. Thanks, guy. you had to fa- the phone face down, you know. But we don't want to get distracted when we're up here preaching. Today, to close this series... I've titled the message, Training for Battle. Training for Battle. All right? And we're going to go back to our core um, scripture that we've been using in this series. It's found in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 12. I want to let you know the importance of training. We're going to look at it in a moment. A lot of times, okay, training, okay, is as important as the battle itself. If you haven't trained, there's no way you're going to go out there and win. I'm going to tell you that. If you don't practice hard, there's no way that you're going to go out there and win. Ephesians 6, 10 through 12 says, A final word, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand against all the strategies. Okay, plural is not just one strategy that He uses against us. It's many strategies of the devil. We're not we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, all right? The problem is not with the person that's sitting next to you or behind you or living with you, all right, or your boss or your pastor, all right? Those are not your issues, it says, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers of this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly. places. All right. That sounds like a lot of stuff that is kind of scary. All right. And today, October 31st, while the world celebrates Halloween and celebrates death, here we're celebrating life and the power of resurrection that we have through Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, all these things that we're talking about in this spiritual warfare, okay, even if you don't want to be involved in it or not, because I'm like, Pastor, I don't want to get involved in that war. You know, that's like, keep it far away from me. Well, I want to tell you that we're all part of it. That's the reality. It's going on all around us. The only thing that we don't see it with our eyes. And like I said a moment ago, if you're involved in it, it's important that you're aware of it. Not only become aware of it, but that, listen what I'm going to say, you get prepared for it. You get trained for it. Because let me tell you something. It's coming. It's coming your way. All right. Just because you're hiding behind the, you know, over there is like, man, I hope he doesn't see me. You know, like when you're a little kid and you pull the covers over your head, it's like, and he's not going to see me. No, he knows, (laughs) you know, and he'll come after you. So you need to be prepared. Uh, I was reading two articles this week as I was, uh, you know, studying for this message. And one of these articles called Training the foundation for success in combat, all right? Training, the foundation for success in combat. That article said this, it caught my attention. It says, ultimately, the goal of military training is to ensure that when a nation goes to war or engages in conflict or military operations short of war, listen to this, the armed forces of the United States will be able to accomplish strategic operational and tactical objectives, all right? So like, there's a lot there. And just in that two sentences, there's, there's a lot here, all right? It talks about being prepared for conflict so that we could do what we could accomplish, okay? Strategic, operational and tactical objectives. Now, the second article that I was reading, it was directly off the webpage of the U.S. Army. And uh, that article said this, Battle drills are necessary building blocks for elements to conduct complex combat operations without loss of life from tactical or accidental hazards. These drills, listen to this, are the fundamentals that must be constantly rehearsed until they are second nature for our soldiers. And when I read that, it was like, in other words, we're in a battle, okay? And we need to make sure that we're practicing and that we know what we got to do to the point that it becomes your second nature. You're ready when it comes. You're not even thinking about it. Well, you know, the enemy's attacking my marriage. What do I got to do? Do I go talk to the pastor or do I do this or I do that? No, you're like, oh, no, devil, I know your strategies, And I know that you're going to come against my marriage. And you know what? In the name of Jesus. And you take authority in that name. And you're ready because you're prepared for this battle. Every army has warriors that are trained for battle. Okay? And the same is with spiritual warfare. You ask me, PC, what's your favorite movie? Braveheart. Okay? PC, what's your second favorite movie? Gladiator. All right? What's your third favorite movie? King Arthur. Like, man, I'm ready for war, man. You know, it's like, we're going at it. It's like strategizing and, and uh, to pastor tell me a relaxed movie that you like, John Wick. You know, it's like, relax. I'm gonna relax. The other day I told my wife, I'm stressed out. I'm gonna go see John Wick. You know, it's like, what? It's like, it's like uh, anyways. our weapons, training and strategies are not like those of the world. All right. We must be disciplined in ways, listen to this, that are unnatural for us. You see, the spirit ways don't come naturally to you and me. First, we think, we rationalize. And sometimes that's when we let fear come in immediately. All right. But even in the midst of that, listen to what I'm going to say this morning. Very important. Okay. Satan will do everything he can to keep you from becoming strong in the spirit. He'll try anything that he can to discourage you. He'll try anything that he can for you to throw in the towel and say, you know what, it's not worth following Jesus. It's not worth going to church on Sunday mornings. It's not worth being in a small group. It's not worth being in this community of believers. It's not worth it. He'll try anything that you won't pray. Oh, I'm tired today. You know what, I'm going to tell you a strategy that I use. The more tired I am, the more I force myself to pray. Oh, you know, today I'm going to take a little break, you know, and sleep a little later. I'm like, no, man, I'm getting up today. You don't delegate prayer, by the way. That's something my pastor Larry has taught me that. Prayer is not delegated. You can say "Somebody, hey, today I'm taking a day off from prayer. Go ahead and pray for me. No, that doesn't work. You don't delegate prayer. You hold on to it, all right? Today, in the time that I have, I want to share with you how to become more effective warriors in God's kingdom. Where are the warriors at? Any warriors out here today? Come on. We got a few of them. All right. I want to teach you how to become more effective warriors in God's kingdom. And for that to happen, we must be trained, listen to this, in three areas of discipline that will make us strong and mighty in the spirit. Three areas of discipline that we need to be trained to be good warriors for God. Okay. And these three areas of discipline, we find them in James chapter four. All right. Verse seven and eight. James four, seven and eight. Now, James is a straight shooter. All right. What I'm going to read. James is like, like if my wife would have written a book back then, you know, in the Bible, because she's a straight shooter, you know, and this is James right here. Listen to what he says. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Now listen to this part. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Like, man, if the pastor stands up here in the morning and say, Bro, you're a sinner. Like, man, I'm going to another church, man. It's like, what's wrong with that guy? And James is calling those that are not doing these kind of things, sinners and double-minded. It's kind of crazy. All right? So... The first area of discipline, okay, that we must train ourselves in for this battle, number one, write this down, the, it's called lordship. Lordship, submit to God. That's what James says. Uh, that's very simple. Isn't that complicated? All right. Lordship, submit to God. See, a lot of us, a lot of Christians, they, they receive Jesus all right. And when I'm praying at the end, I'm like, OK, whoever wants to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we're going to do this prayer. And a lot of times what we do is we receive him as Savior, but we have a hard time receiving him as Lord in our lives because we like the Savior part. You know, we, we, we surely don't want to go to hell. We surely don't want to be away from God. We want his blessings in our life. But that whole Lordship part, pastor, that's a bit complicated. I mean, do do we really need to do that? Do we really need to go? Does he really want to be Lord over my life? And the answer is yes. Submit to God. Submit to what? To his Lordship. Submit to his Lordship. All right. Every area of our lives, the Lord wants you to bring it under his headship. Every area of your life, he wants you to bring it to him. There's a part of scripture, and, and this is not in the verses, you know, they don't have it back there or anything. But this morning as I was praying, I remember a part in the Bible where, where Joshua, he's about to go into battle against Jericho. And he's standing right outside the city. He could see the walls. You know, he sent his men already, you know, with different strategies and stuff like that. And he stays by himself. And when he stays by himself, he's there praying and a, a guy shows up, a warrior shows up in front of him. He has his, his sword, he has it pulled in his hand. And Joshua all of a sudden goes into battle mode. And he asks this person this question. He goes, are you for us or you're against us? Are you an enemy so that we could go ahead and fight? Or are you going to fight for us so that, you know, you could join the ranks and be here in the in the battle lines? And that person that is standing there tells Joshua the following, Neither. He tells him, no. I was like, what do you mean neither? You know, you have to be for or you have to be against. You can't just be, you know, like standing in the middle. He goes, neither. He goes, I come as the captain of the Lord's armies. There was an angelic being that was standing in front of him. What he's saying is like, I'm not for you and I'm not against you. I have my own right. I'm standing upon my own law and either you submit to this or not, but I'm not going to adjust to you. And that's lordship. The kingdom operates under the spirit of lordship. Jesus Christ is king. That's why I love the song that we just sang a second ago. I love that part where it says, King Jesus. I, I could sing that that part of the song the whole day because he's my king. And I submit to his lordship. And areas of my life that are sort of like, you know, grayish, then I, I try to bring him under his lordship. I do everything I can to just submit it under him. And that's the battle of the Christian. That's the battle that we have every day. You know, it's not easy when you've been walking, you know, 15, 20, 30 years according to the flesh. And now you come to Jesus and like, okay, this that you learned, you you were doing opposite. You got to change that. And it's like, okay, how do I do that? You know, you submit yourself to God on a daily basis. And every day you tell the Lord, Lord, I really can't do this on my strength, but I need you to do it for me. I come to you, Lord, and, and you submit it. And you don't let yourself be taken, all right, by the moment. You don't let yourselves be dragged by your emotions. Christians, hello. I know so many Christians that a lot of times we're dragged by our emotion, by the feeling of the moment. If you feel like telling somebody off, you just tell them off. If you feel like doing something with that person, you just do it. And let me tell you, that's not the way that we submit to the lordship of Jesus. You can't submit to the lordship of Jesus when you're allowing peer pressure, for example, to determine what you do or not. Oh, is that my friends, you know, they do this. And, you know, a lot of us think of peer pressure and you think of little kids or teenagers like, oh, man, he's doing that because it's right. No, no, the adults do it too. That guy bought a house that's $500,000, man. I got to get myself a house that's $500,000. That guy just got a Tesla, man. I got to get myself two Teslas. And, and we play the same game, it just is different. It involves a lot more money, by the way. <laughs> you know? And we could just go on and on and on in that list. Now, when we submit to God, okay, we resist the devil. What does the scripture says that he will do? Listen to what it says. He will flee from us. He will run from us. A lot of Christians are running from the devil. No, you don't need to run from the devil. All you need to do is submit to God, okay? And he will flee from you. That's it. You don't need to be walking around scared of this guy with a pitchfork red with a tail and all these things. You don't need to do that. Just submit to God. He will flee from you. And when he comes to tempt you, we're going to see that in a second, is to try to break that submission that you have to God. Try to get you out of line, out of alignment, all right? It's like when, when, when he came to Jesus. You know, that, to me, that's the biggest example in the Bible, all right? The devil is a two-faced liar when he comes to Jesus, to the Son of God, to try to get him out of alignment and out of lordship with the Father. And I already spoke to you this. He goes, hey, 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 if you're the son of God, I know you're hungry, man. You've been fasting for 40 days. I did a 40-day fast this year at the beginning of the year. Man, I was so excited. I was fasting and, you know, God was doing great things. I dropped like 25 pounds during the fast. Of course, I finished the fast and I picked them right back up again. But anyways, that's not part of the story. It's like... It's like, man, I was excited. I'm like, man, I'm going to finish this year strong. It's like, no, you're not, not in this area. Anyway, and now, and now I was like, all right, we're going to do something to end the year. Then I forgot Thanksgiving is coming around, you know? So I'm like, all right, you know, we'll take care of that in December. And then, anyways, you guys know December, right? Anyways, we'll fast in January again to start the new year in the 21 days. The enemy tells Jesus, I know you're hungry, turn these stones into bread. If you are the son of God, you say you're the son of God, right? Come on. Come on. Take care of this. And he tempts us to get out of line. And and he'll tell you certain things. Come on. That phone call is not that bad. That text. If you send that text to that girl, I mean, your wife won't even find out about it. She don't check your phone. I mean, if you check that on Instagram, they don't know. It's just you, right? I mean... That church thing, you know, you could go on Sunday and pray to God and repent. But, you know, it's Monday. You still got six days, you know, enjoy yourself. And, and he'll talk to us to get out of line with the lordship of the Lord. All right. So the first discipline, all right, that we need in this training for this battle is what submit to the lordship of the Lord over our lives. The second discipline, all right in which we need to be trained in, all right? And I love this one, drawing near to God. That's what James 4 says. Submit to God, resist the devil. He will flee from you. Draw near to God, and listen to this, and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Of all the disciplines, the ones that I love the most, this one's it, man. I, I'm passionate about this one. You know, I, I know that there's moments of spiritual warfare where when you're fighting against the enemy, you take authority in Jesus' name and all these things. But you know which is the one that I love the most? The one that I love the most, you know what it is? Is drawing near to God in intimacy, in nearness to God. There's a power in that. There's a power where it says, be still. Come and know that he is God. Just hide underneath the shadow of his wings. And and I, I brought Psalm 91. That's my favorite Psalm, church. My favorite Psalm is Psalm 91. My second favorite Psalm is 139. All right, Psalm 91. All right, if you guys could come with me, I'm just gonna throw it out there. This is point number two. He who dwells in the secret place of the most high, talking about the Lord shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers and under His wings you shall take refuge. So the image that we're seeing All right, it's like that mother hen, you know, that covers his chicks. All right, his truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. I don't know who says amen to that. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall, befall you. Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion, okay, that's the enemy, and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent, those are demons. You shall all trample underfoot. Now pay attention to this part. This is the Lord speaking. Look what he said. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. What a powerful scripture. Can we put our hands together for the Lord, for this powerful word over our lives? You see, when you go after him with all your heart, When you draw near to God, there's such a protection there. That's a discipline that you and I, as sons and daughters of God, need to walk in every day. We need to walk in that every day. I'm going to tell you something. It attracts God to you. The Bible says, draw near to God. And he will draw near to you. It's like a magnet. Lord, here I am. All of a sudden, the Lord shows up. And there might be moments that you're saying, but pastor, I don't even feel my prayers passing the roof. Hey, don't worry about it. I'm going to tell you something. You you think that you've lost God, you haven't seen God in a while, start worshiping God. Because the Bible says that he seeks those that worship in spirit and in truth. If you start worshiping and praying to God, you don't need to be looking for him. He will be looking for you. Now you can put your hands together for the Lord. He will look for you. Here at Numa, we have 10 core values. We have integrity, humility, generosity, perseverance, gratitude, generational mentality, excellence, honor, and obedience. And there's one more that to me is the core of all those: dependence. Dependence. Dependence to me is the core because if I walk in nearness to God, then all these other core values fall at their place. They fall in their place, they fall where they need to fall. The most important question, as we're talking about spiritual warfare, listen to this, it's not how do I confront the devil, it's how close can I get to God? That's the question that we need to ask in spiritual warfare. Because if the devil's coming after me, man, I'm a puny human. All right? And be careful. I want to tell you guys something very important. right, don't treat the devil like if he was your buddy and speaking to him, like, you know, when you get mad, you sometimes speak and all these words come out of your mouth. Like, he's a spiritual authority. You got to recognize that. In the book of Jude, in the Bible, it says, listen to that, not even the archangel Michael dared raise an accusation against him. Listen to this, the archangel did not go against him in his power. What he said is, the Lord rebuke you. In other words, Michael went to a higher authority in order to speak to the devil. Don't you go face to face. It's important that we don't fall into that. This is a true story that I'm going to tell you. I remember one day I was talking to a dad. His daughter had gotten so sick. And this girl was so sick. She was every day getting sicker and sicker. Her, her, her life was in the battle. You know, her life was at stake. And one day, the dad came into that room. He got so mad at what was going on. He goes, devil, you take your hands off my daughter. And you stop picking on her. He goes, and you stop touching her. You leave her alone because she's little. If you want to fight, you come against me. And that guy tells me that he flew 10 feet against the wall. Hit his head and was bleeding on the back of his head. Nobody touched him. Nobody physically in that room. But he decided to tell the devil, you know what? You leave my, you come against me. And the devil, oh yeah, in your power, in your authority. He flew. True story. That's one of the guys that preached to me when I was walking, starting with the Lord. You don't come in your own authority. You come under the power of the Lord. Now listen, this is what Psalm 91 says, that you take shelter underneath the wings of the Almighty God. And you stand here And you're standing under him like an umbrella. And you're seeing all this wickedness passing. But you're right here. You're right here. He's protecting you. You see the evil. You see the craziness. But you know what? And when the devil tries to come, you know what you do? You hide behind him. Lord, you take care of him. You know what? The Lord stands like a mighty giant. And protects you and me in this battle. Amen. And the third area of discipline. And we'll close this series. That we need to be trained for. This is such an important one. Having clean hands and a pure heart. Having clean hands and a pure heart. Psalm 24 verse 3 and the first part of verse 4. It says the following. Who may ascend unto the hill of the Lord. Remember that we read a scripture that the devil wanted to be on top of the hill of the Lord. And he said, well, I will ascend and be like the most high. And I will take my throne and my seat up there. And the Bible says, who will ascend the hill of the Lord? And who will stand in his holy place? And then it gives the answer, one who has clean hands and a pure heart. One that has what, guys? Clean hands and a pure heart. Clean hands has to do with your actions. Okay? Pure heart has to do with your motives and your intentions. Clean hands, actions, what you and I do. Clean heart, motives and intentions. They're both important to God, okay? Actions and intentions. Now, the reality is that us as people, we could only see what other people do. But God looks at what? God looks at the heart. God knows what's going on in here. You know people that say, well, pastor, those were really not my intentions, Pastor, how can you be telling me this? You're judging my heart. You know, now you might fool somebody. But you're not going to fool God. He'll know. All right. Let me tell you something for God. Look over here. Integrity is very important. Integrity is so important. Let me tell you like this. Our integrity, your integrity, my integrity okay, could shut doors to the enemy. Or if we we walk in lack of integrity, we could open doors to the enemy. And that's why this scripture for me, this is a discipline that we need to be trained in because a lot of us, we could come to church and we could pray and be near to God. But if our hands are not clean and our hearts are not pure, we keep a gate completely open for the enemy just to come and attack us. And let me tell it to you like this. The enemy's always going to be looking for a little crease on the door that you leave half open. If you leave a little, just a slight, okay, just a slight opening on that door, I would just come and kick that thing down. So you know what I do? I'm like, Lord, let me have clean hands. Lord, create in me a pure heart. Let my intentions, my motives be correct in front of you. Look what Daniel 6, 22 says. I I, I love this scripture. Daniel is talking to the king because the king is saying, how is it that the lions didn't eat you alive? I threw you in that pit and all those lions were there. And look at Daniel's answer. He says, my God sent his angel and he shut the mouth of the lions. Pay attention. They have not hurt me, Because I was found innocent in his sight. Nor have I ever done anything wrong before you, your majesty. Wow, man. What he's saying is, these angels protected me because in front of God's eyes, I was innocent. I was walking in integrity. I didn't have any door open. So the enemy couldn't come and destroy me. The spiritual war is real. And I know that I've dropped a lot of stuff in these last five weeks. We've been five weeks at this. And I want to close this series with John 10.10. Scripture we should all know. Probably by heart, if you've been walking with the Lord about a year, you should probably know this by heart already. Jesus speaking, he says, a thief comes to only steal and kill and destroy. I came that they would have a life and have it abundantly. The thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. He's not coming to play games. He's not coming to play nice. But Jesus came that you and I may have what? Life and have it abundantly. The enemy wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy your marriage, wants to destroy your kids. He wants to see you out there in the street, living under a bridge. That's what he wants for you. Those are his plans for you. Jesus' plans are completely different. He said, I came to give you life. And I don't know what condition you find yourself in this morning. There might be areas in your life today that you're like, Pastor, I haven't seen life in here in a long time. Maybe it's in your emotion. Maybe you've been hurt emotionally in a relationship. You've been going through a situation where you were exposed yourself. Maybe it was a parent that hurt you, a mom, a dad, those that needed to be there for protection and they violated that. Jesus today stands at the door of your heart and he said, I came to give you life, abundant life. I want you to close your eyes right there where you're at. Just a moment. Just a moment in the presence of God. He's here. His Holy Spirit is in this place. And the Bible says that wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And there's freedom coming your way today. There's freedom coming your way. So tell the Lord today Lord, I want to submit to your Lordship. Lord, I want to draw near to you. I want to come close to you. And I want to have clean hands. And, I, and created me a pure heart, Lord. Whether you're here, you're at home. Let that be your prayer today. Hey, That be your pro today closest series today give us clean hands and pure hearts Lord we know that there's a war that there's a battle around us we see the casualties of this war all over my God but God we will draw unto you, we will draw near to you we will walk Father God and live under your shadow and we will submit to your Lordship every area of our lives, Lord. Father, today I pray for every person that is in this room in whatever walk of life they might be in right now. I know Holy Spirit that you've been speaking to them, Lord, these last few weeks. And I pray, Lord, today, my God, that whatever decision they need to make to align themselves to you, Father, they make that decision. Father, I'm not going to come here as a pastor and try to force legalism down their throat. No, Lord, I'm going to let you, Holy Spirit, speak to them in their heart what it is that they need to do, and you will guide them by the hand, oh God. I declare you're bringing freedom, Father. You're bringing freedom, and I declare my God that you're bringing protection, Lord God. All those of my brothers and sisters that are here that have been under the attack of the enemy, Lord. Today, as they hear these strategies, Father God, they go, Father, and hide in your presence and find strength so they can stand firm, oh God. I thank you, Jesus, because you are our champion. You are our champion, Jesus. You are the one that leads the charge and you're the one that fights for us. I shall not be shaken, Lord. I will trust in you, O God. And right there where you're at, as we close this morning, if there's any area that he's showing you that you need to submit to him, just tell him, Lord, I submit this area. Maybe it's your eyes, okay? Maybe it's your mouth and the words that come out of your mouth. Maybe it's the way that you conduct business. Whatever it is today, submit that to the Lord. Just take a moment and say, Lord, I give this over to you. I turn this over to you and give me the strength oh God that I need every day. And if you're here this morning or watching online and you've never invited Jesus Christ to be your Lord and savior, I wanna give you that opportunity right now. And you're like, pastor, what I need to do, I wanna lead you in a prayer. And that prayer that I'm leading you, okay, the Bible says, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth unto salvation. So you're gonna confess Jesus Christ as your Lord. (laughs) <laughs> All right. And you're going to receive him as your savior. He will save you and give you eternal life. So if that's you and you want to make that decision today, he says that he will give you life and give it to you in abundance. So right there where you're at, you want to make this prayer. Just close your eyes at home. You could do that as well. And just repeat with me, Lord Jesus, today I invite you into my life and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for dying for me on the cross to take my place and to give me the hope of eternal life. When you resurrected on the third day, I put my trust in you today, Jesus, and I run into your arms. Holy Spirit, come into my life and fill every void and help me walk and live life that you have for me from this moment on in jesus name thanks again for listening if you liked what you've heard subscribe to our channel and share it with others now for more content from Numa and to connect with us visit our webpage at numachurchmiami.org we love you and we hope to connect with you soon